check it out, hey, 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 check it out. Hello. My name is John Armachado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. I have realized that I've only messed that up one time when we have done a collaboration. The intro. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, we are joined by Bentley Meadows, also known as Bentley Craig. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, thank you. How you doing? I'm in a pretty decent mood. Not bad. Not bad. Um... I mean, even in the wake of some of the things that have taken place lately, uh, one in particular being the fact that Alex Jones has just gotten raped in court. Good thing I added that last part. That could have been a little confusing for others. Um, Have you been following it? I hadn't followed it, but I glance at it. But I did... (laughs) I am aware of his lawyer helping pull his pants down and get him raped. Oh my gosh, dude. So, for anybody that doesn't know, Alex Jones is being sued by parents of the um, children who are said to have died during the uh, Newtown... Um, oh shit, what's the name of the school? Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook uh, Massacre. That took place in what, 2012 I think it was? Yeah, it's been a while. I can't recall now. It's been a while. So, until his lo- the whole situation happened with his lawyers, which I guess we'll get into it here in a second, and from what I heard today, uh, most, if not all of the parents all the plaintiffs um, who are now suing Alex Jones hadn't heard about him saying anything about Sandy Hook uh, until 2018. Do you know what happened in 2018? Another shooting? Maybe. um, But I think what happened in 2018 specifically was that Alex Jones recanted his statements on Sandy Hook which in so he basically apologized for um, his his stance on Sandy Hook I think now I, I have not checked back on it all but I think that was the year that Megan Kelly was... Um, man, was that even the year that she had interviewed Alex and he recorded it and then turned around and she she uh, cut and edited, deceptively edited, like the shit they always say that James O'Keefe does from Project Veritas, she actually did to Alex. And right as she did that, and I think even when she put it out, he put out the full version, which obliterated what she was saying about him. And I think that was the same time. I think that's when it broke about him apologizing for his, his claims on Sandy Hook. And that's when they attacked. I want to say, man, it's so many things coming back. And I, I could be wrong about some of this or maybe all of it. 
um, in terms of like when things happened, I think that's when he got um, canceled. Wasn't that? All right, no, I, I think he got canceled right at the COVID time. You know, maybe the end of 2019, but I think yeah. it was 2020. Alex Jones was banned for threatening to shoot Robert Mueller? What? Get the fuck out of here. It's Mac Daily News. Tim Cook sends Mark Zuckerberg YouTube and Spotify screaming over versus Alex Jones. Big tech firm's decision content grounds and the hate speech sets a vague president that leaves them vulnerable. Um, let me see when this Megyn Kelly. Well, how about this for a second? Yesterday, uh, everybody was reporting that Alex Jones got sued and lost $4 million, 4.2. And yep. today it is, you know, forty five, forty six million, depending on where you're looking at. And I'm like, Well, how did it go from yesterday everybody's saying this and today every everyone's saying this? Did I miss something? Was it you know sorry, if you could say that last part one more time, I was paying attention to this stupid thing I was trying to get into. I was just wondering if I missed something, how it went from four million dollars yesterday across the board in any headline to today it's 45 million dollars I think it's actually an additional 45 and I can explain what happened and it doesn't seem right so yesterday you are correct they the jury um, granted the plaintiff plaintiffs because there's I think there's only two sets um, today anyway because I, I I've been wondering about this if there is going to be more parents that come together later to sue him. And I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know if that can take place. I think it was a one and done thing. Um, because if not, if all of them can sue him separately, then that's a, that's pretty bad. Sorry. If you're wondering what this noise is, I'm scratching the shit out of my back with my broken back scratcher. Cause my other one got stolen and I can't find it. Um, <laughs> Who so yes, steals they, a yeah, back scratcher? Back scratchers are the best. Who steals them though? I don't know, man. I, well, it could have been one of my kids grabbed hold. I think it's if I'm if oh, right. I'm <laughs> if I have to think about it. I think it's one of my kids. My daughter <laughs> took it and, and put it somewhere in her toy box, um, and I'm just too lazy to go search for it. But um, yeah. So they awarded the plaintiffs four million, a little over four million, I think it was. And then today, um, and I don't know how this can happen. I'm no lawyer, so I'm not going to pretend to know. But the they were giving their closing statements. Uh, his lawyer, Alex Jones's lawyer, and then the plaintiff's lawyer. And the plaintiff's lawyer argued that they should get the remaining because they sued for 150 million, and that they should get an you know the additional however much that would make it um, 150 million. And then next thing I know, I hear that they're at. I think they were adding on 45 million, so it'll take it to an even 50. Or something to that effect, which is horseshit. Um, I mean, the, to going into it as as a whole, this should have never been taken up, as far as I'm concerned. Now you can say that I'm a slappy. Me and my wife already had this conversation. She's like, "You're just going to defend him no matter what." And I go, "Well, yeah." Uh, I said, "But also, um, this is so Alex Jones has never been seen 
as a a news media source like the mainstream media. He's never been seen as like CNN, ABC. He's never even been seen as on on the same level as like Fox in terms of, or or I would even say um, OAN or Newsmax. You know, Infowars has has always been brought down to like Alex Jones himself. You know, which yeah. it is a company. I think he's got like, I think what came out is that they've got somewhere around 50 employers, employees, or maybe a little bit more. Um, I can see the argument of, well, it is a news organization. It's an alternative news organization, and therefore you can go after them because whatever. But Alex, because um, they are, they're going after, I think it's called free speech something is the parent company to InfoWars. And they're suing them, and then they're also suing Alex Jones, which is kind of like what um, Nick Sandman did when he went after CNN, but I thought he went after CNN, the company as a whole, and not after any singular person there. And then also what Kyle Rittenhouse is planning on doing and going after Joy Reid, going after, I think will be Goldberg, going after um, who's the uh, oh shit, the the basketball player. Why am I drawing a blank? Um, oh, LeBron. LeBron James. Uh, so, and, and my wife brought that up, which is a good point um, because I'm saying that they shouldn't be able to go after him because of freedom of speech. Um, because he voiced his opinion. But not only did he voice his opinion, before anyone went after him, he recanted his views. He which I think was the mistake. I think, number one, as far as I'm concerned, Sandy Hook, I, you don't have to agree with me. Nobody else has to agree with me on this. I believe Sandy Hook was a false flag. Um, and I think, especially with all the people that Alex had on his show, uh, that he should have never, and, and who came on, and all the videos they had, and all the, the people who had, you know, whatever. How, there was one guy that had a, 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 a plethora of information um, um, stats, documents, all sorts of shit and claimed that it was a false flag fucking texting me you insane um, so that's where I stand I believe that it was Alex's opinion and, and like I said, he recanted so he apologized he said he didn't think it was you know, a, a false flag or whatever, and that the kids did die and then they went after him, which I don't, I just don't understand how you can do that. Um, but, you know, they're going forward. The amount of, or they went forward, the amount of people that I'm seeing in the respect, now these could be bots too, but on Twitter and YouTube comments, there's a lot of people that not only want Alex Jones to lose this, they want him to have to pay $150 million. They want him imprisoned. And that goes back to what you had brought up which was what happened with his lawyers. And what happened with his lawyers, I guess, almost two weeks ago, um, the plaintiff's attorney requested uh, certain text messages from Alex. And Alex provided it, and he gave it to his lawyers. And then when uh, they say it was a, um, what are those lower-end people that work? Paralegal? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess the, his lawyers, Ziz, paralegal, when, when they emailed over what they thought was going to be just, you know, X amount of text message or whatever. They ended up 
texting over every, like all of Alex's text messages and emails from this phone, um, which the plaintiffs, I don't know why they did this, but they tried saying that it was like years and years worth of information. And uh, Alex is saying it's only, it's only, I think, seven months worth. Um, so it was a massive mistake by way of the uh, attorneys for Alex. Well, I've, if he ahead. had an iPhone, and I I don't have one now, but I had an iPhone for since like 2008 till this year. Uh, anything I wanted went from one phone to another phone. You know, I may have only had a phone for a certain amount of time, but I had pictures and other things on there that had been on the original. Now, I go through and delete texts. Yeah. <laughs> off my phone but that's just me i just don't like seeing all that clutter (laughs) right you don't want to get bogged down and stuff um yeah i think for a lot of people now it's like maybe i'm going to delete all my shit too (laughs) but I, i don't know if it's if phones are like laptops where it doesn't really delete you know what i mean you can delete it but it it's there's something that's saved somewhere oh well um here is my experience now been working with computers for years and I'm not a expert just fiddling I found that if you load up when you delete instead of like deleting a picture or two yeah. pictures if you delete a thousand pictures it'll kick in and tell you alright now you ain't gonna be able to recover this you know that right <laughs> yeah that's what that's what I've heard um, or at least in the in the two different in a couple of different that ways. would have been a couple of years ago, right? I would have felt comfortable with that, but even now, you know, I, I should go look on my computer and see yeah. if I can find <laughs> yeah. it. You know things. So, but yeah. Um, what happened? So I I saw the correspondence between the two lawyers, and the one lawyer. I think he realized he, they they screwed up and he, he emailed... Or no, 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 I'm sorry. The plaintiff's attorney, I think, reached out to his lawyer and said, hey, you sent me all of this. And the plaintiff's... And he said, are you sure this is what you wanted? And, and the plaintiff said, no, please disregard. I guess what should have happened... <clears throat> I've seen some people who claimed a new law. I guess what should have happened is the uh, Alex Jones's lawyer should have filed for... Uh, something to protect that and to request that it's 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 deleted and returned and you know all the files and everything um and he had 10 days to do that this lawyer which i guess you could argue is good lawyering waited an additional two days so 12 days altogether that was what two days ago um and then brought it up in court and said your attorney's messed up and sent me all of this information and um, I guess he even put up some of Alex's uh, text messages. Now, this is a civil case for anybody that doesn't understand. This is a civil case, um, which is it, it's it's not a criminal case. Oh, okay, all right. But um, and this is where I'm going to interject with a little bit of information that I'm fairly certain is correct. This lawyer said to Alex Jones on the stand when he when he revealed this that uh, this happened he said that's how i know that you lied uh and he talked about the text he was like i've seen all the text and that's how i know that you lied and then he turned around and um 
asked Alex if he knew what perjury was. Now, lying on the stand under oath um, is a criminal or is a, is a crime. It's and I think it's a federal crime. Um, but my point in all of this is, okay, then what did he lie about? That he never mentioned what he lied about. There's a ton of people that wants Alex Jones to go to prison. There's a ton, and I, it's, I mean, this shit. When I read through the the comments, it, I get so fucking fired up, dude. I get so fuck. I just want to hurt people <laughs> when I see this shit. Uh, for one, for sure, one, I want to defend Alex, but I also look at the larger picture, which is, any this can happen to any of us. It doesn't have to be that Alex. I mean, it can happen to me. Somebody can hear this and go, "Well, that means that you're news in some way, shape, or form." So therefore, I can go after you just like I can go after. Him. And it's like that's we have got to cut the line somewhere. <clears throat> in terms of this is a First Amendment thing, and not only that, the judge and they're right. This is, I guess, precedent uh, when it comes to any kind of court case. It happened to me and mine. Um, the judge will say that you cannot talk about the court case to anyone, and especially to Alex. Well, Alex and Owen Schroyer have been talking about the case on their show. Um, th- to me, this is a, an egregious uh, um, encroachment on their First Amendment rights, just as I felt it was an encroachment on mine. The First Amendment does not say freedom of speech until the court tells you that you can't talk about shit. It does not say that anywhere. Bullshit interpreters throughout history, we have allowed for them to interpret the law in such a way that they gave permission to these fucking judges to turn around and say, nope, we can tell people when they can't talk. Fuck you. And yet they they still use it against him. And what I love about Alex is he's talked about this. He's talked about how the judge tried to tell him that he couldn't talk about it or whatever. And he still talked about it on his show. Balls of steel right there, dude. And they've brought it up and nothing has happened. The, the judge has not done really anything. I mean, other than the fact that the jury has awarded the plaintiff suh, the money. So um, it's just, it's a, it's a show trial. That's for sure. I brought it up to somebody. I made a, response to someone, I don't know if it was on Twitter or what, where I, I pointed out that this First Amendment and, you know, yada, 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 and they were like, well, it's a civil case and, you know, it's not about whatever. And I'm, and my point to this is that I don't, yes, it's a civil case, but it's within the court system, which is a part of the fucking government. And the, the government is allowing for this to take place. So it doesn't matter if it's a civil case or a criminal case. This is something that's happened, is happening, and it's it's setting precedent to, to allow anybody to go and sue somebody, first and foremost, over a fucking opinion. That is my biggest gripe with this. It was Alex Jones's opinion, and then he recanted it, and then you, they went after him. This is why you never fucking apologize. To anybody listening right now, to you, Bentley, do not apologize. Don't do it because these motherfuckers will see that as a sign of weakness and they will come after you. Hold strong, gird your loins, stand by your convictions. And sadly, that's the mistake that Alex made. And now he finds himself in the position that he does. Oh, and let me <clears throat> add, for because most people 
probably don't know this because I didn't, but uh, precedent. I understand what that means in a courtroom. You know, this happened in that courtroom, so it should happen in this courtroom now. And there is nothing in the Constitution, no way, no how, about precedent being set for anything. Like, you're not supposed to have precedent. So, but they, like you say, they, they change things and allow yeah. things. Yeah. Well, what's worse is what we've done. Because I don't give a shit what the court does. I don't care what they say. It's what we allow as as the people yeah. who own and run this country. And it's that, up to us. And that we is where your jury really is our last stand. But now they're changing. Like, you and I can go be on a jury, and we don't have to just listen to anything. You know, we can walk in there and say, innocent. Bam. Yeah. It just takes yep. one. You don't have to obey anything. You're on a jury. This is the your only time to be like them, to be powerful. And you can, like, Alex could have had a, a jury for for him. And, yeah. But yeah. he didn't. No, sadly. Yeah, because they, they give you questionnaires and all this other stuff. You know, this is supposed to be a jury of your peers. Like me, growing up, I knew I could get away with murder if I murdered somebody, you know, correctly. You know what I'm saying? You killed my mom, I'm killing you. I knew a jury of my people would never convict me of that. And that is what... the founding fathers wanted us to have because of stuff like this but we let them take that away from us it's sadly when it comes to jury selection not jury selection but people fulfilling their duty um, to, to go to jury duty nobody wants to do it I didn't want to do it, but, you know, I felt a duty to be honest. I mean, it was, I, dude, at, at the time that I had to go for jury duty, I had my uh, grandmother who was on hospice. She was, I think she even ended up passing that night, um, but I, 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 it was sickening to see how, I mean, some people, this was in the Detroit um uh, the Wayne County court system. Some of these people were coming up with, I mean, everybody in that court knew that these people were lying. Some of them were just so bad at lying that the judge, it was just watching the judge and the judge finally just gave up and was like, all right, you can leave, which is weird. You know, it was like, Holy dude, we all know this person is lying. I think one of them said, yeah, I know the, I've, or I've seen the defendant and I'm scared for my life. And, and nobody believed that they were scared because it, it had nothing to do with like a murder trial. It wasn't any of that. It was just like you are such a fucking bold fit. Everybody knew that they were they were bullshit. And when I got up there, I just felt a duty to be honest. I couldn't like, it, and it was it was almost so sickening to see how many people were lying that I just couldn't handle it anymore. And so I got up there, and I remember the judge saying. Um, he had claimed to be – so I, had, I was going through firefighting in the, the – uh, my fire academy, sorry. And the judge claimed to have been a fire chief. And then, you know, he asked me, he goes, do you believe that I was? And I go, no. And it just shocked him. 
that there was somebody who answered honestly. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, it, I said, it, it was, it's impossible for you to have done all that and also go through law school and end up being a lawyer and then to do whatever you had to do to end up being a judge. I was like, it's impossible. There's no, po- there's no way that you could have been both a fire chief, which is you would have had to go through school. You would have had to, to serve as a firefighter. You would have had to go up the ranks through lieutenant and captain and all that other stuff to end oh, yeah. up as a, uh, a, a fire chief to work as a fire chief and then to, to what are you doing all your law stuff at that time which is law school um uh what is it pre-law or whatever and then you get into law school and you, you got to make partner at some point it's like such a long journey and the guy was maybe maybe in his 60s he would have had to do he would have had to spend every moment doing both of those things simultaneously in order to end up being both i was like no and I think it just it was refreshing to see somebody. But it, it also, this is the other part, is that they have jury selection. So you have both people. Um, you have, <laughs> And this is what I hate about lawyers and what most people hate about lawyers. Both of those lawyers for the defendant and the plaintiff saw that I was honest, and both of them said no to me, to having me on the jury, which I guess was lucky for me to be able to see my grandmother that night. But that's the that's the – that's the damning thing against our, our justice system is that both of those lawyers saw that I was somebody you can't get shit by on. I was going to take into consideration all of the the parts of the equation and then come out with an answer. And they didn't want that. They wanted somebody they could lie to. And then that would believe it, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, good Which is you. sad. I you got know, to do and, jury duty. How'd that go for you? Oh, it was awesome. I got to go to the jury, you know, found a dude guilty. Um, Me being who I was, I actually helped get him off some of the charges, but I did encourage one charge in the jury room. He, what he was, it was a, he had a bunch of cocaine he was selling to an undercover FBI agents. And, uh, and in between states. But, uh, so, but when they arrested him, he had ten thousand dollars in one boot, and a derringer, a nine millimeter derringer in the other boot. And uh, his, he, you know, why do you have that? And I can't remember what he said about the cash, but he said the reason why he had it in his uh, the derringer in his boot was so he could go turkey hunting. And uh, <laughs> I grew up around turkey hunters, and I knew turkey hunters, and. They didn't use nine millimeter derringers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I remember I was like out of you know solidarity with my turkey hunting friends. That motherfucker is guilty of something. It ain't that gun was not used for turkey hunting. You do not walk into a woods hunting a turkey with that gun. No. And so I was like, you know, yeah, he's guilty of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a few other times I spoke up because there was one where they said they had him on tape and they were going to make us listen to him on tape talking to this FBI agent and they never did so later on they're like okay you're here and they all said guilty and I was like we never heard that tape they're like so they said they heard it and I'm like I didn't hear it I don't know what was on it <laughs> it might have been Michael Jackson I don't right? know and they never provided it? uh uh-uh. uh all right, so we asked if we could what? hear it because they didn't cool play it. Up, huh? And uh, the judge sent back that we couldn't hear it since we didn't hear it in courtroom. So 
we all let him go, whatever that charge was. Right. You know. Well, good for you, man. There's a few things I can't remember, but that was a big one right there because I was like, man, we never heard that tape. Right. And that was like in his opening statement to the prosecutor. Well, it's like, um, what's his name? Adam Schiff, who said, I have absolute proof that Trump, what was it, that he colluded with the Russians or was it, yeah, it must have been the colluding with the Russians. And it's like, okay, what is it? You don't, and I hate that, dude. I hate seeing, I don't care who it is. I feel like Alex has probably done that from time to time where they're like, they won't give you the information right away. It's like, no, fuck that. Or, or sometimes they'll be like, well, you better do this or else we're going to give this stuff and this information out. Fuck that. Give the information out. Don't fucking use it as some kind of a bargaining chip. If it's damning evidence to somebody, put it out there. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking. Don't well, you dare hold that shit back. When I heard Adam Schiff say that, I was like, okay, whatever, dude. If you had anything, it would have been on CNN yesterday. Oh, for sure. For certain. It, and that's how you can know that, like, Trump didn't have any kind of tra- ties with e- Epstein. The, the, dude, do you not think that they would have had that when they had Epstein? They would have fucking had that uh, on, on the on the news from the from the start, the moment it came out of their mouths or whatever that Trump had anything to do with Epstein, that shit would have been right there. And they would have been impeaching him for it. Same with uh, uh, um, Max or Giselle Maxwell. They would have fucking threw that shit right out, even even because that was after he, after Biden got in, right? So they would have fucking yeah, they still would have went after Trump. I mean, they're trying to go after Trump now for January sixth, which is which is just a fucking joke. And that's not um, even a trial. Not as far as I understand, there's nothing courtroom about that at all. January sixth, I would well, I I feel like it's something on that CNN. Did. What do you mean? That trial that's been going on that CNN's been carrying. Oh yeah, it's not a trial. No, it's not. It's just a. It's like a committee hearing bullshit it's uh it's a it's a show trial or it's a show not a show trial it's a show it's just a circus it's, yeah, it's, it's pretending really, to be a trial right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they're kind of putting it out as is something bigger than what it is and it's just because they can't about, get in the real courtroom yeah they're not there's no there's no shit that's going on it's just it's it's trying to get people um what's the word pumped up I guess I want to use for the upcoming midterms which um, for anybody that doesn't know uh, Carrie Lake down there in Arizona right now I think it's Carrie Lake right um, they're trying to screw her over because the uh, the elections I think were supposed to come out or the 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 results were supposed to come out yesterday no two days ago and yeah they were supposed to come out Wednesday and then um, down there in Maricopa County, where all this shit happened with Trump in 2020, uh, they said, nope, they're going to come out on 20 or in, in two days instead of yesterday. So it was supposed to, I'm sorry, two days. So instead of Wednesday, it was, they tried to make it come out on Thursday. Um, as far as I understand, Carrie Lake won it all, won the primary, so that she'll be going against whoever the governor is of uh, Arizona, which I can't remember his name right now. Um, Oh shit! What was I just said it on the tip of my brain? Anyway, um, so they're trying to screw her over. Um, yeah, they're. I think they're trying to pump people up for the midterms. I, I think they're trying to make something bigger than what it is, as they always do, uh, so that it's not a, a total disaster for the Democrats come midterms. Um, 
but I don't, I don't know how much is going to work. You know, everything has to do with timing, um, for, for them to go in line with their narrative, um, that, you know, the Republicans are bad and the Democrats are good. I mean, just like today, I think it was today or yesterday, Peter Ducey, is it Peter, Peter Ducey? I think. Went after the, is that, is that the name? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Was his dad like yeah. Jack? I think it's Peter Peter Ducey, and he was going after um, the White House press secretary or whatever, um, and asked why Biden was bragging about uh, gas being down to four dollars or being at four dollars. And she responded, "Well, gas prices are down," and he's like, "Yeah, but it's still a dollar seventy-two more than what it was when he came in." And uh, she was trying to make the argument, "Well, gas prices are down," and he's like yeah okay but you guys made this he didn't say it in as many words but they made the they made this the problem or they made this problem so you don't get an attaboy when you made the problem and then you've barely fixed the problem just because you you eased it up or eased, made it easier whatever the phrase is there um we there's still a long way to go and you're the one that fucked it up in the first place you don't get to sit around and go oh look at how great we are you're not you caused the problem. But um, he got her with that one. Of course, she's stupid, man. She is so dumb. Oh, she she hurts my brain. And it, it, it like it, it, it's almost to the point where I feel bad for her, for being up there and, and having to carry water for the Biden administration when it, it's fucked. It's just absolutely fucked. And it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel for this Ducey guy to come in there. And he's just asking normal questions that we would all be asking. <clears throat> and she can't answer him, you know. So that that's what makes me feel bad. But then I think of who it who it is that's in charge, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> go ahead. Did go you know she, among being a, a lesbian and a and a black woman, as her, you know, because I remember her saying that. Turns out she's a constitutional scholar, dude. <laughs> like she, you know, got a big degree in that I'm like oh you'd, you'd think you know uh, I'd be the yeah. first constitutional scholar to ever hold this job right here oh and by the way you, if you didn't notice yet I'm black and I got a wife yeah that ugh, they just gotta say it I mean dude just playing identity politics is so it's just so dumb it's so mind numbingly dumb that you know it's like why do we care who gives a shit about those things. Are you good at the job? But see, that's meritocracy. And I like meritocracy. And and that's the problem why, if you ever hear me say that I hate using the word community, like the black community or whatever community, it's because it takes away from individualism. And individualism is the best way to, to gauge a, a person. And that's why the left is what it is. Um, because they need that. They're weak-willed, weak-minded people, and they need to couple up. They need to have a community. They don't want to rely on individualism because they suck. You know, where you'll see that on those in the right, those who are, you know, I would say Republican voters, conservatives, they like individualism. They like to be held accountable. They like to be responsible for their own shit, not responsible for somebody else. They're not weak. They're not weak-minded. They know how to get their hands dirty and work hard, where those who are liberal leftists don't. These are the pussies. These are the, the weak-minded, weak-willed people. 
on average. I'm not saying that they don't have individuals that aren't, you know, uh, uh, that aren't, I don't know, the cream of their crop. Maybe they are, and I'm sure that there's some of them, but that's the problem overall with this this group. Well, let me speak to the right for a moment, because I've been around men on the right who had money. You know, I've worked for them. And I managed a restaurant in my hometown, and uh, we were making plenty of money. And then one day, he made it perfectly clear that he didn't want any black people out in the front house. We had all kinds of black guys. (laughs) It was kind of funny when I had to tell him one day that they were all in a gang <laughs> okay. This is like a year or so into my job. I, it, that came up, but about two years of my job, he made it clear he didn't want any black people out front. So I was like, okay. He's like, you got me right. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. So I went and hired me a black hostess. So the very first thing you saw when you walked in was someone black. And, uh, <laughs> but I kept waiting on some. Uh, but that's what she came in for. I tried to talk her into being a waiter, but anyway, and she ended up saving my ass one day when two black girls about her age, young, came in, had a meal, and at the end they were raising hell. They didn't want to pay anything, right? And so I'm the guy to go handle something like that. But on the way over, she grabs me and she's like, hey, I know those girls. <laughs> and don't you give them anything. Anyway, when she told me what she said, I was like, well, why don't you go over there and talk to them? And she went over there to lift her ass up. They paid their bill and got out. Nice. But there are people out there that are assholes. And rich white men are the worst. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I I will not disagree with the idea. I mean, as I've always said, there's, there's no group that's immune to having terrible people within their they're, God, I hate, I hate it, but community. Um, the argument of like the rich douchebag, yeah, there's a lot of them. I've met them, ran into them. They're not great. They're a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, so no, I mean I can attest to to that as well. That you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody who isn't liberal leftist is somehow angelic or anything like that. Oh, they're racist and don't know it. Yeah, that's the other part, is that, and that's what makes it hard for me to say that, you know, um, the United States, or at least parts of it, aren't still heavily racist. Uh, I mean, history has shown that there have been uh, systemically racist laws, but just like when we talk about um, the racism or the systemic racism that's going on right now in terms of affirmative action. There's still racist laws on the books. There were racist laws. It's just who it changed who it was racist against. And like you just said, there's a lot of people out there um, who claim to be anti-racist, and they're they don't realize how racist that they are. You know, if you're racist against, if you are against people because of the color of their skin, even if they are white, you are racist. That is what that is the the epitome of the definition of racism. Oh, excuse me. Well, I had a conversation with a black fellow one night who didn't like <laughs> white people, and that was cool. Because I was like, "Man, I'm with you." I was like, "All the people I know are white, and most of them I don't like." 
There's a few I <laughs> wish weren't here. But, uh, you know, after he come to grips that I was cool, he asked me what the problem was. And I was like, I'll tell you what the problem is, dude. It's not that we are, you know, racist. We're just afraid of you. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, well, man, all we see on TV is you all being gangsters and thugs and not nice. You know, you don't help yourself out acting like that. Why would we welcome that in our house? You know, it's scary. You know? We need to clean up your act. (laughs) You know, you can't act like that and, you know, it's not racism, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, for sure with that, with the gangster mentality and the the dressing like a gangster and, and mimicking the same things from from gangster rap culture for sure but i'd also argue is that for when they were saying for what 2015 you know however long they've been saying it of uh black men are afraid to walk down the street whatever they're being hunted or whatnot and it's like not the ones that are dressed like businessmen you know not the ones that are wearing their clothes not like a gangster you know where they're they fit um nobody was nobody was scared of what was his name? Carl Winslow, you know, from uh, all no family, family matters. Is that what it was? Uh, Urkel. Yeah, with Urkel in it. Nobody mm-hmm. was scared of any any black person that looked like that. No, no one. Uh, no, uh, I had a girlfriend in '86 who loved boys to men. Yeah, boys and men were great. Um, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Every white person I I knew watched all the kids that I went to school with. All the white kids. My mom loved Will Smith in that show. Yeah, I don't think she ever missed it. She was always watching the reruns wherever the hell they came up on. Yeah, and it wasn't just white liberals or some shit that were watching it. It was everybody. Everybody watched that fucking show. We love Will Will Smith. Everybody watched uh, um, Independence Day because of Will Smith. We didn't watch it because of Bill Pullman. We didn't watch it because of anybody else. We didn't watch it because of Jeff Goldblum. We watched it because Will Smith was in it. Same with Men in Black. We yeah. didn't watch it because of Tommy, Jones or Tommy Lee Jones. We watched it because of Will Smith. Yeah, and uh, we I, did, I watched uh, Independence Day 2 a couple years later because it didn't have Will Smith in it. Because it didn't have him in it? Yeah, you know, he wasn't in it, so uh, I was like, well, alright, I'll catch that later. Oh, you didn't watch it because it didn't have him in it? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, same here. I didn't watch that shit. It was like, if Will Smith is in it, I don't want to see it. He was the main character or the, the main attraction to, to the movie. You know? Um... So the you know the I don't the, we were I, I think it, for sure you're right in in terms of like uh, whenever you see um, people mimicking the gangster culture that's that's something to be afraid of because that's what it promotes it projects out a scary individual that is that has a fortitude that will hurt you. If 
you if for for maybe no reason at all, you know, and that's something to be worrisome of. But to see a, a black man in, in dress slacks or in uh, in a suit that isn't a fucking pimp suit, nobody's afraid of that black man. Mm-mm. And if he's got that nobody. on, I probably won't even notice that he's black. Yeah, <laughs> be honest with you. Yeah, jeans that fit, uh, construction. If he's in construction gear, you know, jeans, t-shirt, and fucking yellow hat or some shit, uh, boots, whatever. Fuck, dude, I've come across plenty of of uh, black guys that we got a lot of black bikers out here. We got a couple of black biker gangs. I don't see them any different than a white gang, you know. It's there, it, but it's the ones that are bumping gangster rap. When you pull, oh, dude, when they pull into a, a gas station and it's just fucking blaring. And right off the bat, it's like, oh, fuck, man, here we go. You know, is there, there going to be a problem here or some shit, you know? Um, but that can be said of any color. I've had plenty of white people that pull into gas stations bumping that shit, too. And it's like, you fucking dickhead, man. They're re- like, it's, it's a call for attention, you know, I think, if anything, which is funny that it's they project out this gang- this gangster mentality projects out a a um, understanding that's the word that I'm looking for of uh, you know danger and yada 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 and it's like but at the same time it's a call for it, it's a, it's it, it's attention seeking for people to look at them you know I guess in, in order to look at them to see that they're dangerous in order for you not to mess with them or whatever but um yeah I mean that can be a damn near any race I mean the gang- the gangster mentality has um, mag- malignatized, malignant, and anyway, it's spread to every race that's out there. Um, Are white, there really any white bread gangs? Like we say, like people like me and you, like the KKK. <laughs> well, I mean, there'd be a besides the KKK, I suppose. I mean, I, like I, like you know, years ago when I first ran into a gang down here in Florida. And they asked me about, you know, don't you got gangs in West Virginia? And I'm like, uh, no. You know, we, I, I was like, well, talking. we got cousins, you know. It's like, maybe. Well, the Dixie Mafia. Okay, alright. Is that kind of in line with what you're thinking? Mm, like, running the streets. I gotcha. I mean, there were, uh, there were some that wanted to be like that, that wanted I don't know. Maybe they were just waiting for a black guy to come around that they could incorporate into their gang. You know, they just didn't have many in their neighborhood or something. I remember we had uh, we had uh, I had to pay some... rent, and, and I was in West Virginia, so I'd just be robbing people poorer than me. I <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like, give um, me your money, and they give me like food stamps. <laughs> Don't kill me. Uh, but no, I mean, I think I think there's probably plenty of those because there's, I mean, there's a lot of, of of like wannabe gangs and shit like that. But uh, you know, and sure, they're white boys and whatnot. But I think it was just because of their they didn't have the numbers. They didn't have uh, black people that were close enough that would even want to be a part of their their little um, dog and pony show. But uh, well, you could just have a bunch of white guys. Yeah, like, but I haven't run into that. I never heard about that. Whenever I see any kind of gang anywhere is Hispanic, Asian, 
or black? I think that, yeah, I think the reason being is because they would get labeled as a white supremacist king, <laughs> and they probably wanted to steer away from that. I think that's probably what has deterred a lot of the uh, white boy gangs, you know? Um, <laughs> I would assume. Um, I mean, the Bloods and the Crips both started out, out predominantly black, but I think that was just because of, the, again, the numbers. Um, I don't think that there was a lot of white, um, younger males that were in within those the vicinity of where they started. Same with the, especially with the Bloods, because the Bloods started in, um, the Bloods actually started off as a, uh, almost like a vigilante force against the Crips because the Crips were so black, so bad. And, um, kind of started off virtuous uh, in order to combat the, the Crips, but once they beat back the Crips so far, they realized that you know, it, it almost started like a vacuum for um Now, now uh, all these people are going to go way over here to get the drugs Yeah, 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 exactly, so it, they could they, they realized that they could sell drugs and make money, they could, they could launder money they could do all sorts of shit, you know they could uh, take the same businesses Crips had uh, provided protection for, and they could, you know, charge them, you know, even more and make money off of them. So, um, and same with, uh, well, the Latin Kings, that's a Latin group primarily. I don't know if they have any blacks in there or whites in there now. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess you did because you had the Irish mafia, uh, out in, in Boston and then also the uh, Italian mob, you know, well, I guess so, they go straight from gang to just being a, in the mob, white people. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of the same thing, right? Okay, yeah, it, well, it's much like a gang, but maybe closer to blood type. I guess so. I just, you know, for some reason, just think of gangs on their feet. But I guess that's what the mob is too. Somebody's out walking. I think maybe what what was like the loophole to not be labeled as a white supremacist group was your affiliation through your blood um in terms of like because there was a there was an irish mob in uh cleveland for a while uh shit they made a movie about that great big fella was the uh, leader of it um the irish it's funny because the irish just had such a bad temper that that's what kind of prevented them from being as strong as the italians um at least that's the story that I've always heard. But uh, and then you had the purple gang that I've talked about up here, and there you go. That's it. But that was a predominantly Jewish gang. You, you had to be Jewish in order to, to be a part of it. But that was like back in the, I think the, forties and fifties. Well, I guess they're white to me. They are white. There is no doubt about it. Caucasian, maybe not, but sorry, Jews. If you if you're like uh, Adam Sandler, you're white. If you're Seth Rogen, you are a white guy. You are not some other color. You, we're talking about race war. Sorry, like I said, you got a uniform you can't take off, and your uniform is the same color as mine. I mean, my my mine might be just a little bit whiter because <laughs> I'm pretty fucking transparent as a uh, Scotch Irishman. I do have freckles though. I have pointed out to black people that I was blacker than them in a couple of my freckles, which usually gets a lot of food. Yeah, I got that uh, Scottish Irish in me, and so I got some, uh, I mean, you can't tell now, but um, 
Like my beard would be like red. Yep. Same here. Kind of red. And then, you know, yeah, I got my cousins had red hair. So you know what you know what sunblock's all about then? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've never no. Was a, no, I, I I also have like native in me, so I think I picked up some more of, of that characteristics than some of my I other never, family members. Yeah, I really didn't pick up shit from the the uh, Cherokee. My dad's side. My dad did. I didn't. I got okay. Chuck Tall. There you and go. Something else. Yeah, I like the Chuck Tall. I remember looking into them and I was like, oh, cool. Because they kind of ran like the Mississippi Valley up yeah. from, uh, you know, Texas and up. And um, that was like the, the Spanish came, right? They came in, kicked all the mines' ass, and came through out west, kicked everybody's ass all the way along the way came to the you know the mississippi and i guess and they ran into the chucktaw and the chucktaw put it on them and they were like uh they turned their ass around and went another way that day <laughs> like, hey. um do you know if there's any uh i assume that there was but you know if there's any slave trade and all of that it, natives had it and uh oh for sure and I would assume the Spanish was taking slaves and sending back people. If they didn't run yeah. into gold, they sent back something. <laughs> um, which one was it? It was either the Sioux or the Mohicans. One of them, I want to say it was one of those two, came up with the gauntlet, the idea of a gauntlet. And um, there's a there's a lot of, of uh, Catholic, uh, they would... Uh, grab hold I mean I'm sure that there's some Protestants in there too but they'd grab hold of Catholics and um, in whatever areas that the Catholics were trying to settle and uh, they'd run them through a, a gauntlet blindfolded which is you just had you know two rows on two sides and you'd have to go in between and they would beat the holy hell out of you and you'd be lucky to make it out alive by the end of it but I want to say that they're, they're the ones that came up with that that type of uh, torture for uh I guess essentially POWs back in the day. I guess if um, you got out, they'd let you live. I hope. Ah, uh, maybe. I mean, I know I've. Uh, I remember reading about two saints that that happened to. Um, I mean, later became saints, but they were two priests, and uh, they had gotten uh, caught by these guys, and um, they were forced to. I want to say they, maybe only once, maybe more than that, but they uh, they did not live a very easy life. They uh, these Indians beat the holy hell out of these poor bastards constantly and they later ended up being I don't mean to call them bastards but they later ended up being uh, becoming uh, saints it was actually from those two that I uh, I um, got I, I understood to start going to confession more often because they would go they would do confession for each other every day um, but you know they were imprisoned with one another <laughs> to, like, I keep praying that saying, God gives me a knife and I stab every one of these people <laughs> yeah, in the head that was probably the same <laughs> terrible thoughts of wanting to <laughs> kill all these Indians that I would kill them all you every day <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um so all the way back to modern day and now going through with um this uh, this bullshit show trial for Alex Jones. Um, oh, there's another thing I wanted to mention is I have heard 
uh, from quite a few sources. I don't know how true this is. I haven't looked into it yet, so it's all it's all hearsay for now. But I had heard that there is a um, there is a cap to how much someone can be sued or someone in John in, in Alex Jones's position, um, and that is I think it's a million. Like a plaintiff can only seek a million dollars or gain a million dollars. So even though that they were suing him now, this is the thing. Um, it's, and I don't know how this goes. These people are from Connecticut, right? Newtown. Yeah. Newtown, Connecticut. They're from Connecticut and they're suing Alex Jones, I think in Texas. I think that's how it's working out. And so it's Texas law and Texas law caps it at a, in a million dollars. So even though at first he, they were going to get 4 million, that still would have capped it at a hundred or a million dollars. And then, um, for them to get the additional 45, which would make it somewhere around 50 million, they're still only going to get a million. At least that's what I've, I've gathered in, you know, quite a few different sources I've seen that say that say uh, that it caps. So I don't know if that's going to work in Alex Jones's favor. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. I remember news, all sorts of news agencies reporting when Alex um, claimed bankruptcy uh, either a few months ago or maybe even a year ago, uh, he had claimed banks bankruptcy. Now this, this uh, trial, I feel like has been either rumored to go on or has been going on for around the same amount of time. Um, somebody I was talking, I think I was talking with Andre Willow air today. I was going to have him do a uh, uh, part on this uh, episode, but he wasn't able to, but I think, I think he brought it up of maybe Alex had, or they had seen this coming. And so they filed for bankruptcy or whatever, which I think probably would have been a good, good uh, play on his part. Um, what bothers me about this now, number one, I've been very forthright in saying that I still believe that this is a false flag. Um, what bothers me is that they're going for a hundred and fifty million dollars. If you really look at it, I've heard some of the rumors of like what people claim has happened because of Alex Jones because this is a defamation case. Um, defamation. I looked up the the. Uh, definition to it earlier and it was it's supposed to be where somebody can say something and it can cover like libel and stuff too but where it 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 injures the the recipient of whatever it is that you're saying um and and it's supposed to be in terms of their reputation uh and you have to make a claim that it can hurt them in that in that sense uh man these the the lawyers are just so uh, apparently not very good um, That's but, what I'm thinking. I'm like, it'd be pretty hard to prove as a parent. You know, maybe you lost some sleep and whatever. I don't know. Maybe you get the little bit because I do remember hearing Alex Jones go on and on and on and on mm-hmm. that it was all fake. Every yeah. bit of it. And I'm like, dude, come on. I mean, you can, I agree you with can that. go get a satellite view of the school, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know what happened there. You know, I wasn't there, and I totally believe in false flags. When you hear about the dude, I can't remember now his specifics, but I remember thinking, you know, 
Adam Lanza, yeah. Yeah, you know, y'all, you want to talk about Red Flags, bam, that was a walking one back then. Y'all just let him go. Didn't seem to yeah. care. I'm like, that's on all well, y'all. All y'all know yeah, him it, and his mom? Come on. For, well, I don't, I don't know how they could, for him to recant, to, so if he would have never recanted, I think they might have even had a, a better case against him but the fact that he recanted i think it was six years ago yeah because this case so i've got it pulled up when um uh what's her name megan kelly interviewed him this was back in june of 2017 that's five years ago so he recanted five years ago how can you prove i mean you would have to prove that he somehow in 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 court the his his attorney stated that um, the the plaintiffs themselves admitted that they didn't hear anything about it until around this time when Megyn Kelly had put this out. But at that time, he had recanted. So how the hell did they hurt him, or did he hurt them when he said, "Yeah, I was wrong"? I don't get how that can be perceived as being some form of injure injury on them. You know, yeah, he had said this before, but now he's turned around to say, nah, you know, I, I believe it's this way or whatever, you know, um, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But on top of that, for them to be going for a hundred, some just, it, 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 I get the idea of like, let's say, God forbid anything ever happens to, I don't want to, I don't even want to say my kids, let's say like a, a, a relative of mine that, you know, I would be in some kind of position where I could sue somebody for money because they died. It, it, but it would have to be in terms of somebody saying something, right? Defamation wise. I don't know, man. It just feels like going for money for that is like cheapening almost to me, the, the like the memory or, or it just, I don't know. Something feels real off about, suing somebody for money in, in such a way like like they're going after Alex Jones for. Right. Like it was, but I'm also operating from the standpoint that I believe that it was a false flag. So, you know, maybe that could be, you know, blinding me or putting, you know, blinders on to where I'm only looking at one side and I can't see the other side. Um now but why it's just, was it that Alex Jones picked that hill to die on? I mean, because he was relentless about it for quite a while because of the second amendment because uh that was what the the assumption for the false flag was is that in in what ended up happening from it is so many legislators um congress people sent democrats congress people senators barack obama at that time uh were coming after the second amendment oh yeah and so that's why he was pointing out to this to say this is a false flag this is happening um on now, top hold of on that now. see if somebody calls if he 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 called it a false flag but he also said like you know that school and people did, didn't even exist at one point i, I remember hearing him say that and i was like wow dude <laughs> you know uh you know okay so some of the people i saw on tv they were fake people okay i can i can get that too but everybody everybody 
you know, that, oh, they, yeah. they, I had to look into that. You know, I wanted to go find out because he was on that mountain back then all by himself. And everybody else around him was telling him to shut the hell up, and he was retarded. I, think I remember that part, yeah. Um, I don't think I, I don't know. I, no, I remember hearing stuff about the school was shut down. Um, there wasn't anybody in the school. I think I remember hearing stuff like that. What I focus on when I when I think of that is um, the number one would be the father of one of the kids who was um, cutting jokes, laughing right before the he the the news reporters and stuff showed up to talk with him, and he went from laughing as if nothing was wrong in his world to then turning around and method acting getting in front of the microphone and then working himself into being able to cry on the spot. That will, that is something that will forever stick in my mind that, and I'm not saying that everything should hinge on that. I mean, there's, there's other parts to it, which is the Adam Lanza and the, uh, Aurora, Colorado, uh, theater shooter, um, both having their little thing to do with the Batman movie which is the new town the, um, and uh, Sandy Hook right the commissioner Gordon the, yeah, it was a cartoon or something I remember like it was a cartoon Batman maybe one of those no it was the movie it was the movie it was in the movie commissioner Gordon pointed down at the map when they were in the kitchen when the city had been seized he pointed down at the map the video or I'm sorry the camera um, went to the what he was pointing at and it had circled I think it was Newtown I don't even know if it was Sandy. It might have been Sandy Hook. It was either Sandy Hook or Newtown, and it was circled. Okay. And it I, had nothing to do. There was a cartoon that had Sandy Hook then. But, the, yeah, that one's – you're right about that. Now, yeah. with that right there, maybe that somehow uh, let dude in Newtown know, you know, or made him think about it. I don't know. He might have struck Something. a chord looking down and seeing that in the movie. But I wouldn't say that, I don't that know. came in. Did the I can't remember if there was but, the worst halfway or seventy some percent believe in all that MK Ultra stuff. Sure. Yeah, I think it, I believe in that stuff for sure. MK Ultra was um, right after Project. I think it was an offshoot of Project Paperclip for certain. And I think that had a big part to do with all of our advertising too, brainwashing techniques by the CIA. Um, which is uh, was the documentary called Wormwood, I think, um, where they talked about uh, the CIA agents that uh, were part of MK Ultra, who used their scientists and got them were were testing uh, LSD on on people on people's psyche and uh, seeing the uh, the brainwashing techniques that they had. One of the scientists ended up uh, jumping out of the window. His son went on to I think either make the documentary or be a large part of the documentary. So. Um, but not only that, not only the Batman movie, but also um, both Adam Lanza and the Aurora theater shooter fathers were both um, to testify against uh, either the parent company of General Electric or um, some company under them. Um, well, they they work for the same company. Yeah, they work for the same company. Yeah, I... dude. These coincidences, I mean, it's like how how many of them are you going to have before it's finally a conspiracy? Like this, it, that's just that's both of their 
kids end up being school sh- or being mass shooters, and not only mass shooters, but one of them in, in the most famous or infamous uh, school shooting of all time. You know, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's enough for me to go. All right, I'm gonna put on my detective hat. This isn't just a coincidence. There's more to this. Um, the coroner was fucking weird. Adam Lanza on his own was weird. And he's some little fucking skinny, you know, nerdy-looking dork that, uh, uh to, for him to pick up a gun, and not all, I'm not saying that he couldn't have done it, that there's no possibility. I'm not saying that. But for him to go in to relatively never um, really practice shooting with the gun, the gun was his mom's, and it was in a um, locker, or uh, a, 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 not a locker, a safe, that was supposed to be locked, broke in, took it, I think he killed his mom, and then went on to go into the school and have, um, man, it's been so long since I looked at the accuracy percentage, but it was somewhere upwards of like 98%, which is to say for every time he pulled the trigger, he was shooting somebody. He gets kids, but at the same point, man, yeah, that's that's a little much for somebody who doesn't have any gun training whatsoever, or not much gun training, I should say. Well, that Which triggers something that, you know, into people like you and me, when we hear, we don't have to know a kid or its parents to have empathy. You know, like you and I have empathy, and so, you know, for you, all the people listening are capable of that, but those other people are not capable, and they don't care. And, you know, and I believe they're, you know, that kid was around somebody that made him, talked him into that. Yeah, and, it, and it, so what I would hope for it to be is that no kids got killed. That's what I would absolutely hope to be, you know. Um, if kids were killed, by all means, man, you know, I'm still – my problem with it is that the the official narrative was so fucked from what the story is that it's it's hard to believe all of it, to to understand it as a false flag, and that's why I label it as such. And I'm not saying that I want it to be that the kids never died. I would love for that to be. There's another documentary, can't remember the name of it, that talked about one of the kids' face that was that they had taken a picture of, not after being killed or anything, but prior. And he was used in a couple of uh, – the same kid's picture was used in – what was it, Iran? He looked like he could have been Iranian, and he was used in some – uh, or his picture was used in some false flag over there or used in uh, maybe it wasn't a false flag or it was a false flag or whatever the fuck it was but it was used in like three three different mass casualty incidents I can call it um, I remember that and going holy shit dude if that's the case man that is there's something up with that you know um, but again it's in my opinion. I get to have that opinion, and I get to voice it because of our First Amendment right, which is what we're supposed to have. And, I mean, that's at the core of this entire issue is that Alex got to have that. I think he was wrong in, in turning around to say that it wasn't. Um, and I don't know if it was pressure from this uh, interview that he had with Megyn Kelly where he did that. Um, but as soon as it, it, it went right in line, was as soon as he apologized – that's when they saw a chink in his armor. That's when they saw a moment of weakness, and that's when they struck. 
and it's been building up and building up until all of a sudden now this is the case. I mean, he got banned from everything on the internet. I mean, everything. But I mean, it was everything all at once. It was a, it was a, a calculated effort by Google, by YouTube that's owned by Google, by Twitter, Facebook, everything. And if you mentioned Alex Jones, you'd get censored in some way, shape, or form. That's For the longest spooky. time, it was spooky, and that's the, that was the beginning of it all. You know, all of the censorship came from what they did to Alex Jones. Yeah, because and, uh, um, either like me, I, other than the that Sandy Hook, this thing right here that we're talking about, Alex Jones opened my eyes up to quite a bit of things. You know, he showed me where it was no longer conspiracy theory that it's just in fact a conspiracy to do this yeah um i i I need to mention this one part that came out of this which is it just shows how fucking ballsy alex jones is um the lawyer the plaintiff's lawyer um went after him which is so weird that like they're the judge which by the way alex did get hit in the beginning of all this with a uh I think it was disclosure and discovery or something to that effect and i've heard alex explain it i remember going over it I remember um robert burns talking about it he's another big time lawyer he's on the conservative side of everything talking about how the judge didn't allow for them to input the documentation that they needed to even though alex had it present they were trying to do it and then they didn't and so he lost by default that moved on past discovery um but anyway, so it went into this part where the, the plaintiff's lawyer was asking him, he said, so you make claims that um, the global elite are in cahoots with pedophiles and so are, you know, I don't know, I can't, I'm paraphrasing this, by the way, um, so are uh, legislators and, and, and government officials and things like that. <laughs> you put that on Alex, and Alex turns around and he goes, you mean like, what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons. It was just like a fucking mic drop moment in that, in that court case where like everybody's been like turned it into a meme. It's all over Twitter right now. It's all over Facebook. Like the balls on Alex Jones to be right in the middle of a court and fucking drop down that bomb on him. dude. It was great. Um, really good for Alex, uh, but unfortunately, they still went forward with this this shit. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if if Alex would have been able to um, operate in this, which many many people have, have seen and have commented that it's he was pigeonholed in all of this. He had his he had his hands tied behind his back in, in much of this, and maybe that's in part because of you know shitty lawyers or whatever. I don't know why Robert Barnes didn't didn't represent him. I think he would have done far better <clears throat> with Robert Barnes, um, who seems to be a pretty damn good lawyer. Um, it just didn't happen. And so, uh, you know, now we have the result that we do. Um, and I'm, and I'm hoping, you know, because the way that I see it is if Alex Jones loses all of his money, if he does have to pay all of this, now I think he's probably got a lot of money and that came out of, and within this court case is how much money he's made and, and what assets that he has. Um, the, I think it's in the, in he, Alex 
claims that he made $60 million in a year, but the plaintiff's attorney has been saying and claiming that uh, the company has made – that they have like hundreds of millions of dollars. Number one, I don't care, and neither should anyone else. Alex Jones has made that entire company from himself. I heard he, from the chicks on the right that at that at that time <clears throat> when he was talking about Sandy Hook, he was making eight hundred thousand dollars a day. And I don't know where they got their numbers from, but they're pretty legit. They're sure. But I'm like, wow, well. Well, number one, good for him. Um, like I said, he built this up by himself. He built that entire company all by himself. Um, he sells uh, supplements and he sells uh, merchandise. Uh, he's given out documentaries, Loose Change. Um, there's a couple. I mean, he's, he's had quite a few that he put all Blue out State. on the internet for free. Yep, he put it all. All of it was out for free. He has been calling things out uh, correctly. Many people calling him a conspiracy theorist until it all came true, and it's all a lot of it. A lot of the big stuff has been coming true the last few years. Epstein is one of the m- biggest things that, along with calling out nine eleven, specifically targeting Osama bin Laden in the World Trade Center. I think three months before nine eleven happened. He has been doing this his entire career. Um, has he gotten some things wrong? Yeah, he got Y2K wrong. A lot of people don't even know about that. Um, it, that was one of the bigger things that, that uh, caused him and Bill Cooper to be on opposite sides of things um, and, and caused them to kind of they, – they were never like friends, like good friends, but they at least were like respectable to one another. And then Y2, the Y2 thing – Y2K thing happened, and then Bill Cooper went after Alex Jones for it, um, and rightfully so, I think, in Bill Cooper's case, because he saw that as fear mongering and he didn't like that type of shit. And um, Alex was being a little bit hyperbolic. I think he was absolutely wrong in that case. But um, you know, they get things wrong. Sadly, uh, people look at this and uh, they have such short-term memory loss or long-term memory loss that they forget about all of the mainstream media promoting weapons of mass destruction in Iraq that caused people like my cousin to come back without fucking legs, that caused many people to not come back at all. People died because of that shit, and, and that was uh, in large part to do with our mainstream media and nobody's held them to account. Look at how many people lost their livelihoods because of the whole COVID fear-mongering by the mainstream media. Um, the lockdowns, uh, all sorts of other shit, uh, all in large part to do with the mainstream media, and they're still doing it today. And how many things that they got wrong about that? They got everything wrong about the mass mandates, got everything wrong about the lockdowns, they got everything wrong about the vaccines. Uh, Alex has been on the forefront of all of that. And these mainstream media companies, they're still operating. You know, it wasn't until uh, Trump got out of office and they don't have anything to really report on anymore. Now CNN is, you know, going through all the losses that they've gone through. But that's because people aren't watching them. They don't have people that are tuning in to, you know, hate hate monger about uh, Trump, you know. But my point being is that Alex has gotten some things wrong. 
it happens. All of these other companies have gotten things way worse. They've actually withheld evidence. There's the Project Veritas video of the hot mic session for MSNBC when they could have went after Epstein three years prior to him getting caught. Um, and the Queen of England, her fucking administration, called over and, and, and she said verbatim, killed the story. So that's the mainstream media who should have been giving us that information about Jeffrey Epstein that didn't because uh, the Queen of England was covering for Prince Andrew and his ties to Epstein. So, um, you know, it's it's such hypocrisy to see Alex Jones going through the things that he's going through right now and all of these other, you know, um, entities that are out there that aren't even being touched about this shit. You know, it should, you would think it would, it would, uh, <clears throat> this court case would be precedent. Um, and then people can go after the mainstream media companies, including Fox News. I don't give a shit. Go after all of them now, but it's not going to happen. It's only going to go after Alex Jones. It's going to be after the people that, um, have called out the most amount of truth. And it's just a fucking tragedy, flat out. And I've, I've tried responding to a lot of these people, not try to have, uh, more so out of anger, uh, because after so many comments and seeing these people that want Alex Jones to burn, want to see him in, in prison, want to see him lose everything, um, I don't want to see InfoWars go away. InfoWars has been a, a solid source of information for two, three decades now. They've been um, the voice in the darkness uh, when when no one else has. You know, I shouldn't say no one else. There's been plenty of other alternative media sources, but they have been the biggest, loudest voice in the dark who have uh, led a lot of people to waking up to the shit that's really been going on. And that's why I defend them so, so, um, so fervently as I do is because they helped open my eyes. And um, I think they've helped a lot of people open their eyes. That's why they're so damn popular. I got no problem with them making money either. You know, um, you know, they're doing this They're They've employed many a people. They've helped a lot of people get their starts. Um, a lot of good people get their starts. Joe Biggs, sadly, um, who's sitting in a jail cell because of this bullshit January 6th uh, thing that happened. Um, I guess he was on, uh, he finally uh, talked with, uh, excuse me, um, Gavin McGinnis on Gavin's show. And uh, I guess he, uh, he hasn't seen his daughter in a year and a half or however long made Gavin cry. Uh, I don't know if I, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll, I'll listen to it, but you know, I'm not, I don't like having to hear sad, super sad stories like that. Cause that's terrible, man. A lot of these people, they've sent a grandma to fucking jail because she's, or, or uh, because she walked through the Capitol. She's got cancer and all that other shit. And just going after people because, you know, they don't like, they don't like their, um, their power and their control being threatened. You know, and well, they, Alex they need to be able to tell people we convicted blah, blah amount of people. Yep. Yeah. So haven't just done a, nothing about the whole summer prior. I mean, if like I said, if precedent was really precedent, that whole summer would have qualified those people to go home without going to court. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, Republican politicians would be paying their fines and getting them out. Yeah. Wondering what's yeah, going on. Why do they treat the American people like that? Yeah. You know. And um, 
Man, so, I mean, see why I'm I'm like Darth Maul pilled is because. Well, how about this? You know, At least Brittany uh, Garner has. Uh, yeah. She knows how long she has to stay in jail. <laughs> you know. Um. And we yeah. those people in D.C. They don't know crap. The, uh, yeah, I've seen a claim that uh, if Trump was in office, she would have been home by now. Um, I'd have to agree with that. You know, he didn't. He he I, he reached over the aisle. I feel like too much, um, which is really why I want to see a second term for him to see uh, him not do that. I, that's what I would assume that he would do. He's he's faced such shit from the the left that I think he'd go. He'd go. I don't want to say full scorched earth, but he would. Uh, I don't think he'd work with anybody on the left anymore. It'd be this is my way. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm done with you assholes. You're standing in the way too much. Um, but Brittany Griner, Griner, whatever her name is. Um, you know, listen, man, you're in another country. That's. I listen. I don't think that we should be illegal anywhere, but I don't get a say in Russia. We don't get to say in Russia, and you had a fucking vape pen, man. Now you get to see how it is in other countries. You know, um, they have rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to abide by. Whenever she was uh, doing her thing, not wanting to deal with the national anthem at any of her yeah. games, yep. yeah, you know. And I said then she's stupid, and now her crime, she's just you know being stupid again. Look at you. Yeah stupid girl and you know you know damn well i mean there's the the picture that they took of her where she's got like wide eyes and stuff walking into wherever which is probably just a you know she that's probably not how she was looking the whole time of course i haven't seen that video or whatever it may be but you can i i can guarantee you she's wishing she was in the states now that you know she could she could be here to and and once she gets back home i i can almost guarantee you she's gonna fucking never want to leave you know um yeah, man, that's it sucks. Um, well, yeah, but how I'm about this? I have uh, I listened to Brittany talking, and uh, I, I was just hearing it. I didn't get to see Brittany talking, but when I heard Brittany talking, it sounded like a dude, and it didn't even sound like a gay dude. It sounded like a dude, dude. I'm. I've heard this enough that I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen, because uh, I've. I have heard this. Um, I've seen pictures of her. Maybe a, a metrosexual her. dude, but not a gay guy. It sounds like. A yeah, I've heard that, and I've seen some pictures of her that I don't know if they were photoshopped or not, but they don't look much like a woman. I've I mean, the pictures. Some... Were, pictures of her face and uh, a couple that I've seen I was like you know but then I've seen others that didn't but in that's a, a handsome, couple was that's a that it had it looked like women's lips though yeah yeah she, she's a real handsome girl <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know man it looks like women's lips I don't know right no I've, I've seen some claims that it's a it's I a really don't care but Neither do I, you know. It's an American citizen. Um, they're in another country. You would, you know, I talked about the uh, the trade that they're going to have going on, and it's like, all right, well, you know, I guess 
maybe maybe our administration, our current administration, didn't seem it think it, it fair enough or enough for them to do whatever. But as of right now, man, she's sure she's going to be serving nine years in a in a Russian prison. So, yeah. What do you know about the? And I just heard it was a Marine and a dude that's been there a couple years, maybe four. I haven't looked into it yet, but that is supposedly like the talk of the town for the trade. For... Yeah, it's her and uh, some, oh, excuse me, some Marine, um, American Marine, obviously, that they were uh, they were going to come over and we were going to give up, what's he called, the Angel of Death and another guy. The Merchant of Death. Or the Merchant of Death. Yeah, that's what I, I heard was on the table. And, like, oh um, yeah, this <laughs> sounds like yeah, a movie, like James Bond. In in terms of trade, I guess it was it favored the Russians a, a bit more than it did the Americans. So um, maybe that's why they didn't do it. I don't know. I thought they were going to go through with it. <clears throat> I thought Biden was going to was going to, or his administration anyway was going to was going to go for that. But maybe they didn't. Well, I, I heard know. Biden saying tough things about that. But I'm like, come on, man! Y'all really letting that old man talk like that as a president? Right. How about, dude? Did you see his uh, uh, his like pro police message of like, if you're for insurrection, you're against the police? Have you seen that video? I've heard him say that, and I'm just like, okay, dude. Well, dude. if you haven't seen the video, you have to see it. You have to look it up. I call it a deep fake. His it is the creepiest shit. He doesn't blink the entire time, and the reason I call it a deep fake is because it, like you can usually see I don't know if it, if you want to call it pixelation or just something like moves. You can see where wherever it was that they got his eyes from and from like another video or something. Um, you can see them move like just ever so slightly. You can you can tell it's fake. There's some kind of fakeness to this video. Well, I'll have to watch different. it. Yeah, there was somebody who did a, uh, who talked about how he had given a, a speech earlier that day, and then they put out that video, and uh, there is a stark difference in his, uh, the continence, or his his demeanor, and certainly his voice. His voice is a lot deeper in the video than it is in his speech. Um, not given it, I mean, you got different settings and all that other stuff, but it's just such a, such a weird video. And, um, you know, you definitely call me a conspiracy theorist for that one. I have no proof, but other than seeing it with my eyes, man, and it is fucking weird. It is real. I will check it out. I heard some people talking about that, but I consider him an actor anyway. And sure. Um, I guess, and when I say this, you can check it out in the movies. But uh, a good actor apparently doesn't blink. <laughs> well, I guess you can call him a good actor then, because he didn't fucking blink once, dude. Those eyes were—they pierce into your soul when you watch that video. It is bizarre. Um, but yeah, so. Well, I think I'm at the the end of my rope for tonight. Um, we will definitely do this again. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. 
Well, here, here's some food for thought, though. Okay. Because this is something I've been looking into here recently, is the whole Tower of Babel thing. Okay. Because uh, the part about them being able to do what they were getting ready to do. I was always like, man, whatever it was that they were going to do, they could have done it. It would have got to heaven. Right. That's what they were wanting to do is build a tower to God's throne in heaven. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'm thinking that it wasn't a real tower, you know, like like a fire fire tower or yeah. an antenna maybe. But you know, I don't know. Whatever it was that they were going to do. Well, it was just like, what do you all think? Anybody else got anything? Because, like, I also am under the impression that, like, everybody that was in the world was there. But this is, like, the story right after Noah, right? Right. So, you know, it doesn't say that there right. was 10,000 or 5,000, 100 or a million. I don't know. Well, there's a couple things. I'm like, huh. Something's there that I'm missing, and I think it, uh, because I'm like, are we at that point where we could do it now? Because we can almost speak one language with the internet. You know, I got right. an app. I can talk to anybody. Sure. Now, you know. The impression I got from the Tower of Babel is um, is that it, it parallels to the story of uh, Lucifer, of, of Satan, in the sense that what they were attempting to do was build a tower to the throne of God, seemingly in order to take it over. Um, in parts, it, I kind of feel like it's a, it's it, it kind of mimics the the um, phrase that Jesus talks about that um, the people you know the people are taking the kingdom of heaven by violence. So it was the attempt for them to to do such a thing. I don't think at that point necessarily that they were actually going to be able to build a structure that would get them to, uh, because that would have been a huge, I mean, you're fucking talking bigger than any structure that we've ever seen yet. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, am I assuming a tower? Actually going right. up into space to like a wormhole kind of thing or something, you know, is, is that... Because I'm like, I can't believe they, that was their plan and that they were going to be able to do it. Yeah, well, it, it was probably, the, you know, at that time it was it was probably the largest structure that had ever been built. And they were probably assuming that they could reach, you know, in the clouds. But I doubt that they even got to the level where, you know, the air started getting thinner, you know, where people were starting to pass out as they were building it. I think it was more so the intent of what they had that God could read their heart and their mind, their thoughts. And um, decided to disperse them like he did, saying, "All right, well, this is what you're going to do when you all get together is try to come up here and I don't know, uh, take over, and well, then piss off. I'll knock you all out and confuse you all by giving you, uh, you know, putting you in different spots, which is where I believe that uh, all the different races came from. Was that moment when he when he knocked down the tower and he dispersed them all." Um, that's where we we um, he re what's the word? What do they do with refugees from you know the Middle East and all that? They redistribute or whatever relocation. Um, uh... re, yeah, relocated uh, all of these different people to different parts of the world and gave them all different languages. Oh yeah, and that's where that came from. Well, no, that at least stuck me out in Africa in a loincloth. I'd be dark 
before you know it. Oh hell yeah! Well, it's U UV um, ray uh, exposure that we all get, you know, after decades and decades and decades and generation after generation. Yeah, you're going to get lighter people's skin in, in places where they don't get as much sun because the skin needs to absorb the UV rays. Um, and then where you have people in, in places with more sun, you're going to have darker people. You know, look at the Irish as opposed to the Spaniards. The Spaniards in Spain are white people. A lot of people don't seem to realize. They just hear Spanish and then they think Hispanic. <laughs> like Mexican. Um, right. So, you know, um, yeah, look at the Middle Eastern people compared to those in, in uh, South Africa. Not the South African after the colonization, which are white people, but the um, people in, in uh, parts of uh, Africa that are far more darker, or even taking uh, Indian people. You've got lighter Indian colored people, and you've got darker Indian uh, colored people. So, Which, by the way, uh, they're terribly racist against one another. And they're all Indian. You got some that are light skin and some that are dark. That happens within the black, quote unquote, community. There's a thing that isn't talked about very much, which is racism within uh, the black community. Lighter skin uh, people. I don't. I think. I is it kind of reversed where black people or I'm sorry, dark, darker skin black people are racist towards lighter skin black people. I think it goes that way. I think it goes in that direction. But I could be. Oh wrong. yeah, they don't, don't like know. that. They don't like it, um, or they don't like it as much. Some of them don't the like it, yeah. Yeah, some of them don't like it at all. And, and they're hard um, on the gay. Really yeah, not... which, that was something I wanted to say um, in a different episode, again, but I want to keep bringing it up. Black people, get dude, they are coming after you. Be prepared. They are trying to make you gay. You, They are coming for you. They are trying to make black guys, black men especially, gay. So... Um, there is definitely a push for that. Watch out. Yeah, that won't work. That won't work. White yeah, people well. are usually, I won't say that they're, they're more uh, tolerant than people think. Well, hell yeah. Holy shit, man. You can talk shit about a white person almost all damn day in, in most parts of uh, damn near any city, and you're not going to see many people stand up and go, hey, shut the fuck up. <clears throat> You know, but if you if you merely mention a racial slur of anybody else, then you'll have the white people stand up and start running their mouth. It's like son of a bitch, man. You know, that was my point with the uh, the episode that I made the other day of you know white people. You need to start standing up for yourself. You know, they, you are you are considered the the number one target to be able to say whatever they anybody wants about you and your skin color and your and say that you don't even have a culture, which is absurd with all the different. Um, countries and languages that we speak all the different cultures my irish and scottish cultures uh, uh italian french english fucking all over the nordic countries uh russian there's all sorts of different cultures and yet we're said we're told that you know either we don't have culture or we've stole culture from somebody else or some shit or even that that's our culture is to steal from others which is a load of shit but uh yeah there you need to start standing up for yourself Stand up for yourselves like the black people do. It's okay, I promise. Yeah, and luckily, all you got to do is just stand up anymore because uh, the media's got everybody afraid of white dudes. So we are now the official new black guy. <laughs> We're the new gangster. So 
yeah you know rock and roll it baby like i had some girl <laughs> tell me the other day that i was disgusting because i was i was old and white and <laughs> i was like well i'm still a step up from whatever you're going to end up with <laughs> the my favorite response now uh me and db cooper share this likening is uh just to tell him um just to call him a dumb bitch. <laughs> it, I don't care who you hear that from and who receive, who's on the receiving end. That one hurts just a little bit. You can call somebody a pussy and a motherfucker. You can call him a dumb bitch, and, man, it's it does something to people. <laughs> well, here, try this, too. Just say, hey, point back behind him and say, is that Trump? And when they turn around, you walk <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that might do it. But, um... All right, man. I'm going to get off. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, as always. Thank you, and we'll do it again, obviously. Well, you're welcome. So, uh, if you'd like to plug yourself, good sir. Hey, if you'd like to get a hold of me, nuclearknucklehead at yahoo.com, and you can find the show. And uh, I'm on the fringeradionetwork.com. Fringeradionetwork.com. Go listen to my main man right here, Bentley Meadows, also known as Bentley Craig. You can find me at uh, any social networking platform. Just look up John Omerchata, with the exception of TikTok and Instagram. You can reach me at metv1105 at gmail.com. And please go visit theweaponbook.com. That is theweaponbook.com. This has been a Late Night Nuggets episode talking about Alex Jones and his recent troubles. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal. Have a good night. Later, buddy. Peace. Hey, check it out. 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 The protocols of the learned elders of Zion in modern English. A one-page summary. Goyim are mentally inferior to Jews and can't run their nations properly. For their sake and ours, we need to abolish their governments and replace them with a single government. This will take a long time and involve much bloodshed, but it's for a good cause. Here's what we'll need to do. Police our agents and helpers everywhere. Take control of the media and use it in propaganda for our plans. Start fights between different races, classes, and religions. Use bribery, threats, and blackmail to get our way. Use free Masonic lodges to attract potential public officials. Appeal to successful people's egos. Appoint puppet leaders who can be controlled by blackmail. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communism, then despotism. Abolish all rights and freedoms, except the right by force, by us. Sacrifice people, including Jews sometimes, when necessary. Eliminate religion. Replace it with science and materialism. Control the education system to spread deception and destroy intellect. Rewrite history to our benefit. Create entertaining distractions. Corrupt minds with filth and perversion. Encourage people to spy on one another. Keep the masses in poverty and perpetual labor. Take possession of all true wealth property, and especially gold. Use gold to manipulate the markets, causing depressions, etc. 
introduce a progressive tax on wealth, replace sound investment with speculation, hmm. make long-term interest-bearing loans to governments, hmm. give bad advice to governments and everyone else. Eventually, the Goyim will be so angry with their governments, because we'll blame them for the resulting mess, that they'll gladly have us take over. We will then appoint a descendant of David to be the king of the world, and the remaining Goyim will bow down and sing his praises. Everyone will live in peace and obedient order under his glorious rule.